This is Proxilla Radio, the UK's first dedicated progressive rock music radio network. This is Richard McPhail, and you're listening to Tabletop Genesis. You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hello and welcome to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. This is Mike Lord, your host, and I am actually flying solo today. We are recording this because we have an interview for you all with Richard McPhail that we did back in May of 2019. In the first interview that we did with him a year or so ago up at Jerry Murata's home, we spoke mainly about his book that came out. And so this time I realized that we talked a lot about his life experiences and his experience working with Genesis back in the day and with Peter Gabriel and other management opportunities he had back in the 70s. We really didn't talk about the music itself too much. And so this conversation is about Richard's uh, fandom of Genesis, the band, the music, kind of apart from his work with them. So enjoy, listen up, and I'll see you on the other side. Like for a long time, like you were kind of not around and being interviewed and things like that. Was no. that a, was that a conscious decision on your well, part to be like I want to live my life and not talk about the past? Or was, was it quite like that? But I mean, it basically I just had a whole other life, yeah, and and job. Yeah. you know, you know, I became an environmental consultant. Right. So I left the business. Yeah. And I had no reason to sort of be interviewed or right. kind of be around as as, yeah. as you know be members of all the groups on Facebook right. and all. You did. You, had, you did have a. Did you have a little section in chapter and verse, the book? Yep. I know, I th- I'm pretty sure you had a yep. one of those two-page well, spreads. There were various things. I mean, I yeah. was, I was, what what I did in my my other work. Yeah, but I did a lot of um, uh, running, uh, teaching. I yeah, ran training yep. courses, as we call them. I mean, these are uh, professional development yep. courses. You know, there were people already quite skilled, etc., and they wanted to add on. The thing that I did, which right. is to teach people how to survey houses for yep. energy efficiency, or in in the, our case in England, lack of it. Yes. But you know that. So I was doing a course one day, and Tony called me. Banks. Uh-huh. Yep. Not the other. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, yes. Not and he, Peter Banks. <laughs> and uh, no relation. Yes. And he 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 said uh, we're doing this like this album box set kind of thing. Yep. And they were getting various people to write bits, mm-hmm. and he said, "Would you do one on, on trespass, basically? Okay, the, the early days. Yeah. So I can't remember how many, five hundred words or something. Yeah. And you know, and I just wrote a bit about what it was like being at the cottage and the yeah. music that we were listening to. Yeah. You know, Procol Harum and Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. and you know, that was influencing Crosby, Stills, etc. 
and um and and then so i submitted it and i never really heard anything else and then yeah. there it was you know there's <laughs> right. there was my piece in the book and then um some some years later i was because tony banks is not he's not a sort of gushy kind of guy you know <laughs> sure. and I, we, we were having lunch that i was down at their house and and he just sort of casually let slip. He said, "Oh, oh, your, yours was easily the best bit." He said, "Everyone thinks, everyone thoughts thinks so." You know, and I, I was like, "What? Right. Well, thanks for mentioning yeah, it." Exactly. So, so you know, there were just little things there where I would yeah. stick my head above the, you know, and then, but of course, people have been saying to me for years, "When are you going to write your book?" Right. And I, and I, and I retired in 2015, slightly precipitously, but in mm. fact, it's worked out. It's all worked out very mm. well. I hadn't really planned. And to, but there were changes in government and blah 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 stuff happened, right. and and I so I could afford to, so I retired. Yeah, and I thought, well, you know, now's the time. Yeah. So inevitably, because I've got a book to sell, you know, I'm <laughs> shouting from the rooftops. Right, you're talking to everybody. Yeah, so. yeah, well, that's fun. Because so it wasn't I mean, really a big master plan. It was but, just, but but it's kind of. I, I would imagine that it's kind of nice to kind of revisit this, you know, time in your youth. Yeah, at this stage, and say, "Hey, this was really you. You, you were is, a good part of this in the in the early days and everything." Kind so. of a squared a circle. Yeah, and and it is is exactly right. It is very nice, and I, and um, you may may or may not know this, but much to my surprise, mm-hmm. there are um, half a dozen active tribute bands. Yeah, and they're 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 very good. Sure, people say to me, "Are they any good?" You, you you can't do Genesis and not be a good musician. Right, yeah. You know, you can tell pretty it's not easily the status quo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. you can tell pretty easily the band's not doing it very well. So it really shows. Yes. Oh yeah, I've seen. And I always co- say a couple that. Are well, I know, yeah. and and it's. I always say it stands. It stands or falls on the drummer. Yes. Because p- people don't really sometimes get yep. quite how unbelievable Phil was. Yes. But anyway, that's another story. Right. So so. Most weekends, mm-hmm. there are gigs for me yeah. to go to. They're delighted to have me there. Yeah. Slightly embarrassing me. They refer to me as Genesis royalty. But they know that if they stick it on their Facebook page, that, yeah. that, that a couple more people might yeah. show up. It'll get, it'll get interest. And because if, if you're going to a Genesis tribute band that's doing the early material... Yep. They're probably there's a good chance they're aware of who you are, yeah, or at least your name. Oh yeah, that was somebody who yeah. did stuff with the band. In the I early remember days. you were on pictures on that. Yeah, album. yeah, yeah. It's like, like that. that's. I'm sure you have a lot of conversations. Well, like the funny that thing there, is that so. when they see, I had a big banner made, which uh-huh. is like the cover of the book. Sure, yeah, with that picture that Tony Levin took of me okay. when we were on the road. Oh, is that a Tony Levin picture? Yeah, He's, I know he does with, a lot of those with so. Pete, with Peter. Yeah. He took a load of pictures, in the, you know, and he's published his own book yes, of pictures. Great. Yeah. And I see, I'm sitting there with my table with the books, you know, and the, the, my little card machine and all the, yeah. the kit. Yeah. My little shop. Yes. And they're looking at this thing and they're looking at me, you know, and I can see yeah. them going, is that, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> right, exactly. And you I should. say... Yes, that was me 40 years yes. ago. <laughs> if you had the same clothes, you'd wear them to all the gigs that way. So. But, but, um, but it's very, you know, and then they, the bands let me, 
what I go, what I do is once everyone's in their place and the band are about to play, yeah. I go up and introduce myself. Oh, that's very cool. And I make make a couple of silly jokes and yeah. say who I am and what I'm doing, and then quite often I actually will introduce the band. Some of them have a bit of a thing with music and a preamble, yeah, and sure. a bit of that. Otherwise, you know, they just come up on stage and I say. And all I try and do is remember which one they are. And get the <laughs> name right. Right. You don't want to be. You don't want to introduce the musical box if it's you know carpet crawl or something like that or whatever. Some I haven't got it are. right yet. Ah but, yes. Write right, it on anyway. your palm and then it'll all melt there. So yeah. So talking about last time we talked, it was a lot about your story and everything. Yeah. From, which is great. And yeah. So, but we actually didn't talk about kind of your own, a little, a little bit we did, but kind of your own kind of maybe favorites from each album. Yeah. To start well, off, let's just say, what like of in those beginning days, what were the pieces that really grabbed you that were like, oh, this is, this is really good. Maybe a step above what you would have been hearing from them in the cottage or whatever. So probably what my my first answer to that is stagnation, because in some ways it's such a classic early Genesis song in that it starts with the guitar yeah. thing. And which is always Ant and Mike. Yeah. And you know they 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 would you know after supper in the evening they would just get out the guitars and start doing stuff and yeah. tuning and and you know all of that. I mean the musical box for the longest time was known as F sharp. Right. Because that thing that Mike Mike plays is mm-hmm. the guitar is tuned to F sharp, which okay. is unusual. Mm-hmm. And what they discovered is that if you tune the guitar to a different chord. You use your usual fingerings mm-hmm. and you get some unusual sounds right. and so so and you know and then then the, there's a little bit of percussion and peter comes in and then tony and then there's tony's wonderful bit where he used to switch the organ on and off for the you know mm-hmm. and then the drums mm-hmm. and, and then it kind of you know and all of that was was it's such a classic thing of putting together the bits and yeah. i suppose that was one of the first that, and I thought, so I, I, you know, I say this to people. Yeah. Everybody had a band in school. Right. They were their mates. Yeah. You know, and you went to their gigs and supported yeah. them and all the rest of it. It was just that, for me, mm. that band was Genesis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were really they they we, were the right place at the right time. And I, they were on. just my mates. Yeah. And and then I started to think, actually. You know, this is really quite right. This is quite good. Yeah, it's well, not that's, just and, my and that's what I'm curious about. That transition in your head, watching your friends, yeah, and going like, oh, this is like if I if they weren't my friends, I'd still like this music. Perfect. Is sometimes I have a friend of mine who's a musician. Yeah, who. When I first heard his music, I, I said to him after the fact, I was like, thank God I really liked your music yes. so that I don't have to be one of those friends who's like, oh, your music's really good. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. but you're just kind of, you're trying to be encouraging, but yeah. it's maybe not your favorite or no. whatever. Well, so. and so, so then I, it, it was like a transition for me yeah. where it became, it became a vocation. Yeah. It became really important to me yeah. that the world got to know how good they were. Yeah. And, you know, so, so that... That's the thing that motivated me in those yeah. early years because it was shaky, right. you know. And you know, you, you know all the stories, the whole when out left and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. You know, so the next one I would say, moving to nursery crime. Yeah, it has to be the musical box. Sure. Yeah. You know, because again, 
it was an unusual tuning. It starts with the, you know, the, 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 there are always these this signature. Yeah. Because of the way that they used to write. Yeah. You know, they would come to the table with bits. Yeah. And they were unusual because they were all writers. Yeah. You know, um, and even back then, Phil wasn't a, a writer as such. Yeah. But um, I don't know whether you've heard me say this, but I remember one night we were sitting around in my ha- my house in in Hackney in East London. Okay. And they were doing two days of writing and rehearsing mm-hmm. in also in East London. And Phil didn't want to go all the way home, so he came and crashed at ours. Yeah. And 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 he was talking about the the process of how yeah. they would put the bit on the, and the, all the negotiations yeah. that went on and. Peter wanted to get some flute in there <laughs> because you know the, the, you know very well the, yeah. the, the struggle between Tony Banks who wanted masses of, of, of instrumental stuff and yeah. Peter saying you know there's only so long that you can stand on stage wiggling your ass with a tambourine <laughs> waiting you know, for the solo to end so yeah. that uh, he he wanted to get in on the act musically yeah. as, 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 as a flute player and so on and so forth and and, and and Phil was telling this story and he turned to the, and he said I turned to Tony and said well what do I do and Tony said well you just drum you know and of course Tony knew perfectly well yeah. that what Phil did would because that's why he was the music up yeah that's why he was such a good drummer because yeah. he was so musical yeah. he just wasn't actually playing an instrument and writing right. at the time yeah he developed that skill over time yeah. or at least maybe confidence in his skills with yeah. that so. it, it was that I yeah. mean it was he was happy to be the best drummer in the world you know yeah. do you ever think that like you know i always got the sense in reading things and maybe even from steve's own interviews that he never really felt like that he was part of that or that his input was that valued like as an outsider did you see that or what was your thoughts on that if anything? my thoughts on that are that it took him a while yeah to feel appreciated right and I think he said in the interview that I did. Yeah. I think he, you know, and and the truth is that he ought, he did say to me, he I he got the message from me right. that he was the perfect guitarist. Yes, because uh, I thought he was. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many ways in which he was ideal. Right, but probably, uh, you know, with Tony Banks, yeah. there was mm-hmm. an inevitability that that. Tony would only let Steve, mm-hmm. you know, do this much and no, right. no more sort of thing. Yeah, and and you know, there's always tensions in a band, you know, and there always will be. Things will always evolve. Yeah, and the power will shift, mm-hmm. you know, from one to the other, and all of this, and and in some ways, that that band could only last for so long. Right, you know, but um, I do think that I mean, you know. Look at the Firth of Fifth, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, surely by then he was, he yeah. was, he knew the, the place that, yeah. that he had. He could figure it out in that place. And yeah. I think that he always goes back, and he's touring the Selling England album now. And yeah. kind of, he always goes back to that as being, yeah. if if not his favorite, then pretty high up there with yeah. that. And it's, it's, a, it's a great album, and it is interesting just to kind of see, like, as a fan, I've always said, like, Genesis is a keyboard-driven band. Yes. It is, whether it's from the writing, the playing, whatever, it's like, that's that's the main instrument. And yes. And everything else around that, yes, there's guitar parts, and there's, you know, thing, the vocals are important and everything, but 
you know, but it seems like everything starts with with the keyboards in general. Yeah, I think that's a fair so. a fair comment. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, but so that's uh, it's interesting just seeing. I know that like had Steven said in interviews that like there were times I think around Foxtrot where he was like, should I leave the band because I don't know if I'm the right person. I think yeah. that's when you when you might have been the one who said like, no, you really are the right then. ones. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But but you know I think. I mean, that, Foxtrot was the second album he yeah. he did with the band, and yeah. and I think around that, mm. I think he really started to feel more confident, and right. that, And that he was, you know, an important part of the machinery. Right. Then, of course, in a way, everything was overshadowed by the Lamb and Peter, yeah. blah, and then of course they carried on. Yeah. And then there was got to the point, which is I mean, this is just well documented. He yeah. would bring fourth material and and it was turned down right you know probably mostly by tony yeah and then by then the right the clock was ticking and yeah, it was like, inevitable hey if he somebody else left i can leave too and he had done his solo yeah. album and everything yeah. so yeah. well that's the thing is yeah. that he, he just thought right well i'm going to put this material into my own album and yeah. then you know but yes yeah. so if we jump back to foxtrot now yes if if you couldn't put supper's ready as your favorite song which oh, maybe right. it isn't on that album okay. i don't know you know but but if we remove that from the mix okay. what do you think is your okay. your favorite okay. on supper's ready i'm on, on, on foxtrot, foxtrot I mean, um yes. well you know <laughs> just at this point yes i would say can utility ah sure yep it, that's, which is a bit of a sneaky one yes that actually, you know, I'm pretty sure that when we we kind of ran our online poll for that album, yes, yes. Supper's Ready was of course, by far the but winner. After that, but I think that was second place. Yeah. So because it's yeah. it's been one of those songs that kind of sneaks in there and yeah. really kind of you know and grows Steve brought on it you. back. He's, yeah, he's yeah. been doing it. Yeah, and you know it's uh, you know again it's 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 oh it's you know the da 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 yeah da. Mike and Phil yeah. Doing like they did on the cinema show, yeah. just mind There's blowing. Great and then Tony doing a Mellotron solo. Yeah. You know? So yes. Yeah. That's I would a great say one. that. So if you put a gun to my head and force me to choose, but right. you know clearly, the thing with for me and Supper's Ready, mm-hmm. a thing for me and Supper's Ready is yeah. that when I heard the recording of that, yeah. I, I was not. I mean, I again, it's well documented. I I wasn't crazy about John Anthony's. Mm-hmm production sure yeah on nursery crime uh, trespass and nursery yeah. crime because i heard them live all the time yeah and i'd go in the studio and i'd think oh it's like <laughs> where's the yeah bite that they've got live yeah. and it, that only emerged began to begin for me in mm. on foxtrot yeah so that's the first thing secondly of course their supper's ready i mean yeah we don't really need to discuss it in this <laughs> forum but you know i thought Okay, th- there's this piece of music. Yeah, it's well recorded. Yeah, it's going to be coming out on an album, mm-hmm. and there was that was that's when I started to begin to think. For me, yeah. my job's done. Right, the world will get to know. Yeah, you've got them to the point ha- that you can help them out with. So. I mean, it sounds arrogant, but yeah. I got them to the point where I didn't think it would fall apart if I right. if I quit. You know, yeah. if I had said when Ant left, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to leave too. Right. You know, I don't, I'm really not sure they would have gone on. Right. So, you know, and I, and whenever I say, you know, that bit comes up in the book and everything, I yeah. always use their quotes. It's not yeah. me saying it. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's, 
you know, when you think back to yourself, I mean, at any, like for myself, think about back to myself at 19, 20, 21 years old, like they, like you guys all were at that point. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody's not driving that bus yeah. and, you know, kind of, and, and also being an insider slash outsider, like you're not playing an instrument, no. but you've been with them forever to really say, you guys should keep doing this. Yeah. You know, you're the audience of one at that point. I was. So you're just kind of the person saying it's worthwhile to keep this going. And, yeah. You know, that's, that's the motivation that helps, you know, people move on. With they this, ne they needed know? someone, as you say, outside, yeah. inside to say, yeah. You've got to go on. Right. You, yeah. it's, 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 it's too good. You know, yeah. there's too much good happening. Yeah. And, you know, but, and it was, mm -hmm. you know, as again, and was a giant. Yeah. And people don't realize that. Yeah. So, so you know, it, 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 someone needed to say it. And yeah. Thank God I did. Yes. You know. And then, <laughs> yeah. of course, banks typically, you know, trumped me perfectly <laughs> by saying, okay, we need to get a better drummer. Right. And he was so right. Yeah. And, and that was the second miracle. Yeah, you know that you then get Phil Collins out of that. So that's, uh, that's and as Ant said, you said if I hadn't left, they wouldn't have got Phil. Yeah, you exactly. know, we, so. we, it's it's absolutely true. Yeah. So you know, yeah. so funny. So, it's funny the way. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. on. So how long was Mick Barnard, the guitarist, after Ant, but before weeks? How, weeks. Yeah. Well, well, firstly, we tried Ronnie Carroll. Okay. Who right. Who was a Phil's friend of Phil's yep. from. Um, he plays with him now in his present band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they stayed friends yeah, they forever, were, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Um, and he clearly didn't work. So then Mick right. Barnard came along, and I mean, it was a question of weeks. You right. know, really. I mean, I wouldn't. I know that the archive people will tell you how many gigs he did, <laughs> right, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, but it, it wasn't was, that many. It was a blank. So, yeah. And it just didn't work out. You know. Well, well actually, when I say we did tried Ronnie Carroll we tried Ronnie Carroll for one gig and okay. then clearly it wasn't right yeah. um, and, but we had gigs so we went on as a foursome right yeah a four piece and, and Tony put a, an electric piano on top of his right, organ yeah and we literally put a long cable across and plugged it into Ant's amp over okay, there right. Ant's ghost amplifier <laughs> was still playing <laughs> in the show yeah so he started that'd be fun if there were any tapes of those gigs around really uh, don't think so yeah the, the earliest bootleg that floats around out there is like from, I think, March of 71 or so. Okay. And it has like a version of the musical box on it. There's the version of that, something that came, turned into Lily Light Lilith, the light. Right. And maybe one or I two other things. I think it was called things. Anyway. Yeah, well, it, there was... Um, that, that... Yeah, yeah, there was that piano piece, but yeah. there was also that, the, the, the guitar riff from Lily Light Lilith was uh -huh. part of another thing. And maybe maybe Anyway was in there also. It's, yeah. It's like a, it's a horrible recording. It's not yeah. great, but it is... But that I would have been Steve. Yeah. Steve was on well on board. Yeah, definitely. Then. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it yeah. was definitely the kind of classic five-person Genesis there. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's like... But Gosh, it was, I wonder what venue that was from. You know, I could, I could, I'll shoot you an email and let you Dude, know, I'd but I can't interested. remember what yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. It might have been somewhere in, I'm, I'm going on memory now, which is not always the best, but I'm thinking it might have been somewhere even like in Belgium or in some, somewhere oh, like a little bit well overseas, but. Because that I'll, was the year we started going abroad. Yes. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this, yelling at the radio, <laughs> saying like, it's this gig, I can't believe you don't remember that. But I'm no, I, I don't have a spreadsheet in front of me no, here. So. No, but, um, forgive him, guys. Yes. Forgive him. <laughs> exactly. We're all humans. So. But that's, so, so then we get to Selling England. Yes. 
Uh, so what's what do you really like from that? Besides Cinema. everything, Cinema so. Show. Okay, so again, it's it's the classic yeah. format. Yeah, and it's a wonderful lyric. Yeah, but the the instrumental yeah. the second half. Oh yeah, I uh, mean, oh, yeah, it still makes the hair stand up. Yeah. How many times have I heard it? As many as are left, it's always there, and that's yeah. it's funny because like the like there's a. When I started getting into Genesis, second, I heard a lot of these older songs on Second Sound before I heard the Gabriel versions. And so sometimes, even with Supper's Ready to an extent, sometimes those Second Out versions are kind of my definitive ones. Yeah. And, and Cinema Show is one of those. Yes. Just because on that album, uh, on Second Sound, it's so good. Yeah. Sometimes on, on Sound England itself, it doesn't sound a little, like, distant. Yeah. But it's not... It's not bad, it's just not as good as the live version. Yes, yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you a funny thing. Yeah. Seeing all these tribute bands, yeah. you know, I spent a lot of my time suddenly listening yes. to all this music. <laughs> right. And there are times, I'm very careful not to do this, yeah. you know, but there are times when I want to say, oh, you really need to make a bit more of that, mm. you know, because it, the, 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 you know, the thing with the cinema show is that it, the, it was the time when their lighting guy got busted. Okay. Les AD. Okay. And they brought me in to do the lights. Sure, right. Biggest tour of America so far. Mm. And we came over here and, we, and I did the whole, whatever it was, first four mm. weeks of the tour. And I really got into doing the lights. Yeah. And there was a there, there was a moment, there's a moment in, because the cinema show basically is, is it's a big fuck. You know, <laughs> it's about Romeo and Juliet. Yes. It's about her, her, the date. Yes. His chocolate surprise, mm -hmm. you know. Let's not kid ourselves. And so, in that <laughs> instrumental moment, is, yeah. is is the climax. Sure. And it Tony goes. And I want to say to them, oh, you really need to make that more of a climax. Yeah. Both with the sound and mm. the lights. Yeah. But I don't really want. I'm careful. I don't want to get into the position of being old granddad. You know, right. This is how you, you kids saying, today should this be is the playing way this music. Should be done. Exactly. You know, they've got to do their yeah. own. Thing. That's part of the fun of it, though, is that you, of course you it can is. be that role of well, you too. So, if if they ever ask me, yes, if they ever listen to this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so they can know all these little hints and trades of things. I always miss it again because also it's on Three Sides Live where they started putting in the bits from yes, yeah, the land bits the in there and. And it's like, yeah. And even when I hear a band like um, Musical Box or yeah. somebody do that, I'm like, I wish, even though it's not accurate, I wish they would put that in there because it's so good. Yeah. That part in there yeah. off of Three Sides Live. But yeah. anyway, that's my yeah. own opinion yeah. with that. Yeah. So okay, so Cinema Show. So um, then we were up to the Lamb. That Lamb, and there's a lot to choose from with the Lamb. Oh, so and that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Riding the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. I have to can't just be one you know yeah. the, the, the Tony Banks said to me mm -hmm. I think it's even in the book you yeah. know, he said that he thinks one of the best bits of music they ever did mm -hmm. was the big bang you know of, oh, um, yeah. of the fly on the wind yes yes you know because it is just so yeah. shocking yeah. and, and it, it's sensational yeah and then I mean the lyrics the Broadway melody you mm -hmm. know just so good yeah you know um, uh, even though you know I can't separate myself with the lamb from what was going on right yeah. down in the front in, in 
Wales. And, yeah. And all the... How much were you aware of that at the time? Or was it... Well, I, I wasn't, because, okay. because what happened was that um, after I took Leslie's place mm -hmm. on the tour, yeah. I, he came out and he did his court case okay. and then jumped on a plane and joined the tour in okay. California. So I was given a whole load of wages, mm -hmm. you know, airline ticket home yeah. open, and I ended up spending two, three months over here, sure, just travelling. Yeah, I went all the way up the west coast, okay. I hitchhiked right across Canada, blah blah blah, all of yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Then I got home and I rang Mike, and he yeah. said, "Well, we're down, we're going down to Wales mm -hmm. to do, and we're going to we're recording, you know, next." Book. And so I jumped in my van and went down there, okay. and. and discovered that you know things things were not good yeah. in Camp Genesis it, right. and Jill you know they'd had just had Anna very difficult birth mm -hmm. and they'd nearly lost her and it, it completely just blew Peter off you know yeah. it just changed his life priorities right. you know I actually had to say I had to I had to um, apologize to Steve because Steve actually had a child before Peter right yeah he and Ellen had Oliver right and uh, I but it didn't have the same impact right on the band make yeah. of that what you will you mm -hmm. know but, but Peter having Anna um, and all of that and you know that there were just two camps there, yeah. there, there was the four of them in the studio recording yeah. stuff and Peter in his bedroom on you know sleep deprived mm trying to write writing and writing and well no doubt that all had an effect on this yeah. crazy nutty un sub his subconscious yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> all about going down below yeah it's it, we actually just recorded our our episodes for the lamb because we kind of do the show episode album by album yeah and it was a weird one to talk about because it is like you know, we're we're trying to kind of you know talk about our own emotional responses to these lyrics, yeah. of Gabriel's that are obviously very personal, yeah. but also very oblique in a yeah. lot of ways. It's yeah. not really open direct. to interpretation, right? Which is one of the great things about it is that you can put your own stuff into it. You can, but it's also I think you know whenever Gabriel gets asked about what's the lamb about, he always kind of has does has the same kind of response, oh, it's a pilgrim's progress and all this stuff, yeah. which doesn't really say anything. No. Like, he's very good at not saying what the lamb is about. <laughs> I'd almost like to have him just say one time, here's what it's about. Yeah. It's about my life at the time or whatever. Yeah. But it's never, even to the artist, it's not about one thing. No. So, no. you know, it's all very no. interesting. No. There. It's, it's, so, it's on lots of different yeah. levels. There's, a, like, for me, like, I did, like, I'm in kind of a back in New York City kick right now. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what yeah. grabs me. And, but yeah. Riding the Spree is another piece, Flying yeah. on a Windshield. Yeah. The Lamia is a piece that. Like, yeah, it's fantastic, you know, the Lamia. Yeah. I mean, there's. Again, hair on the back of your neck, you yeah. know, that that first sort of chorus, yeah. that swell. Yes. Yeah, and I will say, when I saw a couple years ago the um, the musical boss, yes. this is a couple years ago, it was probably 15 years ago now, uh -huh. when they were touring The Lamb, and it was the first time I had ever seen them do that whole stage show with it. And with I'll the original honest, slides. Yeah, with all the original slides and everything. And I'll say, by like, you know, by that kind of the time at, near the end, with Light Dies Down on Broadway, hey John! And it's yeah. like... I was like, I was right there with them. Yeah. I was like, this show works. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. seeing this live and with all the slides yeah. and how it was, I was like, 
I get this album now that I've seen it performed yes. in a way that yes. I enjoyed it before, but, but now you never I got it before. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different perspective. Well, isn't it great it, that so. there are bands doing that? Yeah, that can that yeah, can, can kind of show that. People. So. Yeah, so that was my experience yeah, with that. I know. So, so if we jump to Trick of the Tail, okay, what's your uh, fave from there? Dance on a volcano. It's a classic. So. <laughs> It's hard to go wrong with Dance on a Volcano, so, I mean, it was it was in the live set for years, yep. and, you know, it just, you know... Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's you know, every once in a while... It's, it's not like, a kind of sneaky one that, you know, I'm going to... But, no, I mean, yeah. I love it. It's another one of those that you kind of, for people who think, like, can Genesis really rock out? Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, they can. They and can. they can do it in 7-8 also. It they can. Like, they or can. in different weird uh, weird time signatures and yeah. stuff. I mean, so. the guy on um, Radio Woodstock, yeah. he played the opening from The Lamb. Yeah, sure. And I was just thinking that, yeah. listening in the cans, you know, they, they really rocked out. Yeah. Because Mike and and Phil together, you know, yeah, they really they do. could be heavy, yeah. yeah. So when they when they needed to be, yeah. So wind and weathering. Uh, that's harder for me because I know this um, one for the vine is that on? Wind yes, and that's on there. Yeah, that would probably be. What else is there? Blood There's, on the rooftops. Uh, Blood on the rooftops is on there. Eleventh uh, Earl of Mar. Holland um, Mass's Night. Um, no, it would be one guy, for the vine. It would yeah, be one for the vine. I could see that in there. That's that always gets a lot. It's not one of my favorites. I like it, but it's not like okay. something I go crazy. Well, what's for. your favorite from Wind and Weathering? Um, I would say possibly like it probably goes between the In That Quiet Earth instrumental part um, or. 11th Earl of Mar works for me on a weird level. Like, I really like 11th Earl of Mar. Okay. Um, or Blood on the Rooftops. Those okay. those three, probably depending upon the day, rotate yeah. in and out of number one. I have the same thing for you. This yeah. is a snapshot it's of a today. It's a snapshot, yeah. But, it's, but yeah, those but that, ones... Yeah, that, that's, that's what I would go for. Yeah, but just for me, like, just... I, I do get into instrumentals, so stuff like In That Quiet Earth, where... I'm like this. Like, see, this is the thing I wanted yeah. to say, and I yeah. don't think I said this to you before. Sure. But, but, and I, and it wasn't any big master plan. <laughs> sure. But the way it worked out with mm. Phil taking over the vocals yeah. was really perfect for Tony Banks. Yes. Because when Tony wanted to get on, get into a big, say, one for the vine, sure, big instrumental bit. Yeah. Instead of somebody who was a spare wheel yeah standing around with his tambourine yeah. phil would go and yeah, get busy on the, the drums oh exactly so it, w it was just the perfect arrangement yeah it was it, it was something that and 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 phil, the music reflected that yeah and and phil was still i mean and you know if not for his injuries or health issues today yeah. would probably still be a great drummer but was oh, a yeah. great drummer then and was fantastic well jerry marotta mm -hmm. saw phil's show before christmas yeah, I was up there too last uh, October. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he said that Nick isn't just good; he's mm -hmm. he's really good. Yes. To, to hear that from a drummer, right, was very. Um, I mean, I I was pleased to hear yeah. that. My thing when so it's when always I, a bit tricky when you bring your son in. Yeah, the yeah, and in, and he's young. But my yeah. thing was, and I said this to some of my friends who were not sure about going to the shows. They said, "Oh, how's his son as a drummer?" And I yeah. said, "Within five minutes, I wasn't even thinking about." Well, that's the best I possible like, thing you could say. I was like, because I was like, he obviously knew what he was doing. Yeah. 
and you know we were in a safe pair of hands yeah and I was just like any I didn't hear I'm sure he might have messed up here and there it's like but I didn't hear him mess up at all in any of the shows I've been to so um, so if we get into Duke okay like do you what kind of oh I would just I mean the opening track yeah behind the lines I just adore yes and I've listened to it so many times and it's there's some weird thing about the timing yeah it constantly sort of chops earlier than you think it's going yes. to yeah it's a very clever piece of music oh yeah it's great so. and and i feel singing on it yeah is superb yes i think he's at the height of his powers yeah. with that yeah you know and that thing about oh wait a minute something's wrong no, 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 no. it's really from the heart it's yeah. wonderful yeah so that's <clears throat> yeah, not difficult into, yeah so as we get into the 80s does how, how does your emotional connection to this band that you were with for so long and everything does it do those 80s albums still have the same resonance for you than the early ones do no okay that's a fair question I mean that's a fair answer so <laughs> ask a straight question yeah no that's it's a, <laughs> they it's, just don't yeah. you know inevitably yeah you know and I couldn't have been no one could have been more pleased than me with how successful they were yeah. and all of that for no other reason if and no other that all of these people you know like the guy on radio woodstock was saying this morning this is the time when the most number of people got to find out who genesis were and and they then went back and had that wonderful treasure trove to discover and i still maintain that even at their kind of most popular their music was still I think very different from what the mainstream yes. was putting out there. Yes. I mean, Even what they were all doing in their individual solo careers. Yeah. Like Genesis was yeah. a unique beast yeah. within oh, most you know, certainly. them whether most it's certainly. from how they wrote things or how they, you know, put put the music together. It's it was just one of those things that continued to work and was very I mean unique. it was clearly more commercial. Yeah. And okay. So yeah, what? Exactly. You know, it's not like they sold out. They right. weren't they weren't doing disco. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's uh that's definitely so so if we get once we get past Duke, what are just in general some of the tracks that really work for you? You're gonna have to help me out. All right. Some, can, what was I the next you, album after the next Duke? album was Abacab. Abacab. Yeah. Okay. So that had Abacab yeah. itself. Dodo was on there, okay. which I really personally like. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like another record, which is the closing track on that album, kind of a moodier piece. I do like it, but I thought well, yeah. I, I would probably go for Abacab itself. Yeah. Again, track. Re- really interesting and and for them different. Yeah. You know, but st- it's still Genesis and yeah. it still works. Yeah. And then we get the self-titled album after that with Mama, That's All, Home by the Sea, which are kind of the classic ones yeah. that are still around Yeah, to, You know, I don't like Mama. That's okay. not a big thing. It favor. just doesn't work for you. No. So. no, and there's a band that does, they're called Visible Touch. Yes, I've heard of them, yeah. And they have this singer, Chris mm-hmm. O'Connell, okay. who's a scouser from okay. Liverpool. And he just has a voice that is a very similar timbre to Phil's. Okay. He's not imitating him. Right. He loves Phil. Yeah. But he and and he also he also is a drummer. Okay. So they have two drum kits. Mm-hmm. So so they just do the later stuff. Yep. And they're very good. Again, yeah. they're really good musicians. The yeah. keyboard player is called Tony. Uh, you kind of <laughs> have then, to be in this. And band. then there's this very tall. 
they, they call him the Wookiee, the, the, the guy that does Mike with sure, the double okay. yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, he's, a, he's also, he's, a, he's, got, yeah. he's one of those guys that's got a, one of those names that could be two first names or two. Oh, okay. It's Gordon something Gordon or Gordon something. Okay. Anyway, he's a, he's a lovely bloke. Yeah. He's Canadian, yeah. but he lives in England. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- it's been so fun for me to get to know all of these yeah. guys. But they do Mama and... Yeah. and, and Chris does the ha 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 thing, yeah. you know, and, and I, I just, mm, don't it's like just it. not your thing. It's hey, not my thing. That's fair it's enough. Not, so. Yeah, really. Yeah. I don't slavishly love everything. Yeah, yeah well, that's fine. fine. So then we get to Invisible Touch, where it has obviously Invisible Touch, yeah. Tonight, 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 Dominoes on there, Land of Confusion. Um, yeah, I love Land of Confusion. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I play that on my show sometimes. Yeah. and 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 Domino too. Yeah, Dom, Domino's very good live. Yeah. We, we joked a little bit before getting on the microphone about calling all stations. Yes. Uh, anything on there that... I would... I, uh, no. You're not familiar enough? No. Yeah. I, I, no. I mean, I, I, I saw them live. Yes. At, right. at, at that time. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I... slightly pains me to say it, but I think it was an album too far. Right. Yeah. You know, and I that's... Don't, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about Ray. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, you know, and it's it's kind of like, you know, you know when you get a really good television series mm-hmm. and there's one season and mm-hmm. it's the whole story. Yeah. But because it's so successful, you know, you know the guys who are pulling the strings, they make yeah. another one. Yeah. And uh, it's not yeah. so good. And then and then a third. Right. You know, yeah. And then you just think. I lost it with this. I, yeah. I, I just, I loved the first series, couldn't wait yeah. to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I sort of feel it's a bit like that with, yeah. with Calling All I Station. always appreciate that they tried, and I do think there's good music on that album, but it's, it just feels a little, yeah, I don't even, like, it's hard to say. Like, I do, I, I do like bits of it. Okay. Well, there must but inevitably be yeah. Good there's good music, like. and there and there's some of the lyrics do I really Mike work for me? For yeah. God's sake, so they know? do a lot so, of good stuff. There. But yeah, I mean, it, it maybe it's one of those things where yeah, I should do some homework and and find some of those good bits. But it's also I, I also say you know if there's there's no obligation to like everything. No. And so it really is kind of like. Like if you like it, great, and if not, well, enjoy what you like. That's what I say on my radio show. I say it's all music, and either you like it or you don't. Right. Because the thing that I do is I, I, it's not, it's not like a thing. It's just how I am with music. Yeah. I like a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. You know, I don't much play grand opera. (laughs) Sure. You know. Yeah. But. Although there are some arias yeah. from opera that are fantastic, they're mm. heartbreaking, right. you know. But I do play. I love jazz. Mm-hmm. I love contemporary jazz. I okay. like traditional jazz. Right. You know, your Louis Armstrongs and okay. stuff, and and Ella Fitzgerald and so forth. Yeah. And you know, I hear a piece of music, and I and either I like it or I don't. Right. And I, it, you know, because it's my own show, mm-hmm. I don't that I can do what I like. Yeah. And and. Um, the thing that people do like about it is how eclectic it is. Yeah. You know, and but it, it, it's not like I'm trying to make some big point. Right. But there is pressure if you're in any kind of commercial mm-hmm. station yes. to to say, oh, well, I do 70s music or yes. I do, uh, you know, yeah. heavy I do rock. progressive or rock whatever, or whatever, yeah. Whatever it is. And yeah. no, you know, yeah. I go across the board. Yeah. Categories get a little 
you know, self-limiting well, for people. Well, so. it's all about marketing, isn't yeah. it? And a brand. I, mean, I, you, you get, I get it on some hole. level, yeah. yeah. But especially, you know, within the progressive music world, you get people arguing about, well, what is progressive music? Yeah. And it's like, I, when I was younger, I used to enjoy those discussions, and now I'm just like, I have no time for that. It's right. like either, again, it gets down to, do you enjoy it or do you not enjoy it? Exactly. And if you enjoy it, Call it whatever you want. Well, I was with a guy. I was with a guy last night. You know, Jerry has this security project. Yes. Yep. They were just out west. Yep. I've seen them out here a couple times. Right. Yeah. Well, their keyboard player. Yeah. I met him last night. Yeah. It's called David. Yes, David Jameson. Jameson, I think. Okay. Yeah. And we were talking, and uh, because he also has a Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. Tribute band. Okay. And they're looking for. What's it called? The, the the you know the piece on Dark Side of the Moon where they they got a soprano singer in. And she oh just, yeah, the Great Date in the Sky. Yeah. yeah, they're looking for a girl singer that can do that. Okay. And there were a couple of backing singers with mm-hmm. Francesca last night, and I okay. think he was looking to. But you know, he, he said I he said to me, um, I don't really like the Pink Floyd because I don't like blues. <laughs> sure. And you know. He's right. Yeah, it's it's it is a lot. Yeah. I mean, some of it isn't, but a lot of the Pink Floyd stuff is basically blues. Yeah, it's it's not with 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 twiddly knobs on. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's why Tony Banks way. doesn't like them. Yeah. Even it's, though you know, Nick Mason is that we're we're mates with. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, that's the you don't but, have to like everything again no, that goes back to you don't yeah, have to like everything. No. So where can people find your your radio show? Okay. Well. It's called Radio Rich Pickings, mm-hmm. and it's on Tuesdays. Unfortunately, it's not a great time for you guys for here American, sure. because it's one till three. So okay. it's lunchtime on a Tuesday. Okay. And the thing to do is to go to Facebook, mm-hmm. search Radio Rich Pickings, yeah. like the page, mm-hmm. and then you'll get the feed every okay. time I'm going to do a show, which is most weeks. Okay. You know, I I put up a feed and then yeah. it, there's just a link there. Okay. But it's radiorichpickings.co.uk slash stream okay. is the show or slash podcast mm-hmm. because I put it up on... Oh, good. Okay. A thing called SoundCloud. Yes. But, okay. But you can link straight to that. Perfect. Um, and, and then listen whenever you want. Okay. So enjoy the show, folks. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for talking to us again. I know you got to run off to family commitments, so we will well, wrap up here. Yeah. Very good. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. And we're back. So again, hope you enjoyed that interview. We'll have more to come in the future. Our plan is to get back on the monthly release schedule so that you're all satiated with Genesis, with Tabletop Genesis information and podcasts for your listening pleasure. So we'll see you again soon and enjoy the rest of the month. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. 
You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at GenesisTabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast, send us questions we can address in future episodes.